the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Before every believer, there exists two distinct voices calling us into action. One into a world of corruption, the other into a life of obedience unto a holy God. Join us today as Pastor Rander discusses which call Christians should listen to in this message, A Call to Holiness. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. And then he has to arrest you. And God has a multiplicity of ways of arresting people. And when God tames you, you've been tamed. I tell you, when God saved you, he, he washed your mouth. I just say, I had a dirty mouth. But he's not the only one with a dirty mouth. Anytime you slander, that's, that's a dirty mouth. Dirty lips. That's right. You cussing, that's dirty lips. You saying, that's right. Dirty lips. That's right. You slander, dirty. Dirty. And some of you are doing dirty things with your fingers. Your fingers dirty when you're texting dirt. That's right. Some of you are not doing it with your mouth. You're doing it with your fingers. And you do it fast. You, you, you do your dirt real fast. <laughs> you haven't been broken. Let me tell you something, by the way. Thank you, Holy Ghost. When you have been broken by God, you don't have to walk around and tell everybody, well, I'm broken. You don't have to tell folk you broken. Folk will know and see your humility. They will see your contrition. They will see your brokenness. You know? And, and sometimes you can start off being broken and have contrition, and then God begins to elevate you in positions in the church, a position in the society, a position give you this and that, and all of a sudden, the broken person, the contrite person, can also, all of a sudden become proud all over again because people are looking up to you and they, they're coming to you and you got all the answers and, you, you, and all that kind of stuff. Let me tell you something. You can't be God, you can't be God and everybody's live. Why is a person that know how to send folk to Jesus? Amen? So you got, you got to be careful about this. You can start out contrite and humble and end up still proud. People know how to puff you up. People know how to put you out there. Don't let anybody uh, puff you up and make you think you higher than you ought to be. Don't, don't think too highly of yourself. Why don't y'all say amen? Oh, you'll, be, you'll, you'll have contrition when you grieve over your sins. When was the last time you cried out in utter desperation over your own sins? Number four, we cannot live a life of holiness unless we have been delivered from sin. We cannot live a life of holiness unless we've been delivered from sins. Uh, Colossians chapter 3, 13 through 14 says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. 
Only those who have been delivered by the Lord from the dominion and authority and power of Satan and transferred into the kingdom of Christ can live holy. If you desire to be delivered from the power and penalty of sin, you must understand, you must understand what sin really is. Say sin. When the last time you said sin? When the last time you saw something on television and said, now that's sinful. That's sinful. When is the last time you heard lyrics on a song and say, you know what? I hear sinfulness in this song. Now, some of you all have been listening and you've got so immersed in the media and into videos and to the music and to what's on television until you've lost your sensitivity to sin. Why is it that sin doesn't bother you the way it used to? Have you been backsliding in your spirituality? Do you even understand what sin is now? You've been a Christian so long till you, t t until you've forgotten what the definition of sin really is. Well, let me remind you. What is sin? Underline that, write that. What is sin? Every child, right? What is sin? So you know what it is. What is sin? Sin is a violation of the word of God. Anytime God's word says something and you do something contrary to the word, you sin against God himself. That's right. If I'm preaching the word and I'm coming from the scripture and what I'm saying is lining up with the scripture and then you go on out here and do it your way, you living in rebellion and you're going to shipwreck your life and God's going to chase you for it. And you know what? You know why I preach so hard and I come from the book? I don't ever get up here without my book because I want you to see. I'll say verse 5. I'll say verse 15. Turn to this chapter. Turn to this verse. You say, why so many scriptures? Because I don't want you to think it's Draper talking. It, it is not Draper. It is the word of God. The power is not in me. It's in the word. The authority is in the word. Salvation is heritably in the word. And by the way, when I preach to you and I preach the word like God has told me to do, then your blood is not on my hand. I'm not going to get your whipping. Now, if God told me to preach and I'm lackadaisical in my responsibility, then he's going to chase me and I'm responsible for your spiritual illiteracy. But when I take this book and you see it on the PowerPoint, you looking at me and I'm we going line from line and word from word and you see it and you still going to act the way you go act. Your attitude's going to stay the same. You Nothing's going to change about you. You get cocky. You get prideful. You get beside yourself. All right. You go on out there with your bad self. All right. God said, look at him. Oh, God don't even have to move a finger. God can just look. And mess your life up from the day, from this point all the way to your death. God will take your joy. That's right. God will put you in a blessed subtraction. The Lord gives and he takes away. God knows how to bring you down. Don't you think he's not in the bringing down business? He'll bring you down. That wife can't do nothing with you. You, are, you crazy in the house, husband. God knows how to bring you down. Wife, you, you talking all out of your head and talking too much and uh, saying whatever come to your mind. You're not kind. You're mean to your husband. He'll bring you down. 
and make you dependent on the very one you've been putting down. What is sin? Sin is a violation of the word of God. It is to neglect the law of God. This book is the book of the law, the word of God. First John 5, 17, a says all unrighteousness is sin. It, anything that is unrighteous is sin. All unrighteousness is sin. First John 3, 4 also says uh, sin is lawlessness. It's breaking the law of God. You break the laws of man, you get penalized. You get tickets when you go 70 miles an hour in a 50-mile zone. He don't just say, oh, well, welcome to San Antonio. He said, but I didn't see the sign. Well, I'm going to help you remember. And he keeps writing. Now, maybe this will help you see a little bit better now. You'll never forget that sign again. Of that red light over there. Well, it just, they just put it out there. You saw it blinking six weeks ago. Sin is lawlessness. And we are in a lawless society. Folk are wanting to do everything that is right in their own eyes. God made us man. You got men who want to be women. And women that want to be men. Uh, they got neutral this. You got the legalization of marriage. Either one man, one woman. Some folk want three wives and four husbands. And listen, you're doing good when you can handle one. <laughs> what you want with two, two wives, man? You're not doing all you're supposed to be doing with the one you got. Huh? I mean, just, just show up and be a man and a husband to the one you have. You don't have time for a sideline cuck of iron. Won't y'all say amen? amen? Breaking the law of God. I remember as a child seeing an illustration of a dilemma each of us faces. There was this person with a little red devil on one shoulder trying to get them to do bad things and a little white angel on the other shoulder telling the person to resist the devil. Listening today as Pastor Rander continues teaching about which voice Christians should listen to in this message, A Call to Holiness. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. And some of y'all, y'all not going out there being sugar daddies, but your sugar daddies in your mind. And the Bible says, whatever you think in your heart, so you, you already that. You already that. You commit adultery in your in your mind. I would Pastor Draper uh, uh, cut this thing short. You've already sinned. You already sinned. <laughs> Listen, there's too much sin in folk for me to have little sermonettes. That's right. That's right. You, 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 uh, the, a football game, unless it's weather related or something, go four quarters. And don't let it be playoff. They play till the tongue fall out. And then they play, and then they play, and then they play. You don't know who wins. You say, come on, somebody lose, or somebody win, and you stay right there. You know, it's dangerous, unless it's something beyond your control, to leave here on a regular basis before the benediction. 
That's right. You so hurt. You, you can't wait to get out of here. Now, I'm not saying those. I know some of you got to catch planes and others have to go to work. I'm not talking about you who have to go back out of town. I'm not talking about you. But some of y'all don't have somewhere to go every time. <laughs> every time. You can't shake one hand. The person next to you could be suicidal, could be in depression. You so quick to get out of here. So lawlessness. You don't love your brother the way you should love him. Sin, what is sin? Sin is to miss the mark of God's righteous standard. It is to miss the mark of God's righteous standard. All of us have missed the mark. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, I've told you what sin is. You know what it is now. Or some of you knew you just forgot or needed to be reminded. Now, I'm going to give you about three of these, and then I'm going to stop, because that's about all you can handle. Okay? I'm going to give you about three of these, unless the Lord just pressed me on, but I'm going to try to stop on these three. Uh, what does, why does God hate sin? Why does God hate sin? You know, God hates sin. He, he don't play with sin. He hates it. Say hate. hate. He hates sin. Why does God hate sin? And I'll continue this the next time. A, God hates sin because he is holy and desires his children to live holy as we represent Christ on earth. God hates sin because he is holy and desires his children uh, to live holy as we represent him on earth. First Peter chapter 1, verse 15 and 16, our text, but as he who call you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, be holy for I am holy. Beloved, people sin because they love it. That's why they sin. If sin hurt, they wouldn't be doing it. That's why they do it. They love it. That's why they keep going back to certain places. That's why they keep going back to that woman they should have let go. That's why they keep messing with that man. That's why they keep looking at certain stuff they shouldn't be looking at in porn. And all. They love it. They love it, love it, love it. They sin because they love it. If they didn't, listen, if sin was hurting them, they'd leave it alone. They love it. Beloved people, people sin because they love it. Until you possess a deep hatred for sin, you cannot live a life, a holy life that is pleasing to God. I said again, until you possess a deep hatred of sin, you cannot live a holy life that is pleasing for God. B, sin will entangle us. Sin will what? Entangle us. Second Peter chapter 2, verses 20 through 21. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord, and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandments delivered to them. Now this, this passage refers to false teachers who had the knowledge of Christ uh, they professed Christ but had no relationship with Christ, which caused them to be overcome by sin, sinking themselves further 
into the pollution of this world system. These false teachers also understood the truth, but still turned away from it, which was a far greater judgment than those who had never heard the gospel. This also can, re- can refer to believers who were once delivered from the bondage of sin, but relapsed and became more entangled and enslaved by it, which resulted in their latter state being worse than their beginning. When Satan can get you to relapse into something you have been delivered from, usually the relapsing into whatever that sin is, is worse. It's worse. It would have been better to have never known the gospel than to have known it only to return to the filth of this world system. Finally, but not the least, I'll stop right here. Prerequisites. Unconfessed sin will eventually expose us. Okay? Unconfessed sin will eventually what? Expose us. Numbers 3223B says, be sure your sin will find you out. Okay? My friend, you may get by, but be assured that you will not get away. Oh, you can go to the next city, your mama don't see you, daddy don't see you, you, you can go on down to Mexico. Nobody see you can go on that business trip. That's right. You can leave that job and tell your wife a little anything that sounds legitimate. And then you go contrary to what you say you're going to do. Hey, children, you think you're getting by mom and dad. But I'm going to tell you something. When you go off to college. When you go off to that school. It's between you and God. Your mama's not your God. Your daddy is not your God. Your God is your God. And wherever you go, God is watching you. God is looking. He is listening. And if he really know you, he knows how to chasten you to the point of, of your crying out. He, he knows how to. He, he, listen, God gives hard whippings. That's right. Here, listen, God will bless you with a scholarship. And then God will take it. That's right. There are folk who, who had full of potential, full of degrees, successful. That's when you got to watch it. It's when, you, when you're successful, when you got it going. But you got to realize, excuse the English, you ain't all that. Oh, you one step away from falling into sin. Be sure your sin will find you out. And I'm going to tell you something. If you keep on dibbling and dabbling, what you've done in secret, God has shouted from the rooftop. And I'm going to tell you something. God even knows how to give you a public whipping. Now, they used to do that a long time ago. Do, do any of y'all been living long enough to see other folk get a public whipping? Wherever they act up, that's where they got. Now they'll call CPS on you now, you know. They got these cell phones, and before you can get our H-E-B, you you in jail. (laughs) But oh, back there during grandma time, let's go back 25, 30 years ago, and you gonna clown on mama in the store, or, or, or even in the church, 
And I tell you what, they will yank you up, wear you out from everybody, and say, now I said, sit down! You better not move. And nobody's gonna say nothing. They say, you better listen to them. <laughs> I, I remember, I feel so sorry for this, this young man. This is back with the old location I closed with this. I'm not gonna call her that. She's gonna be with the Lord. But anyway, she was in the choir. Sandy, old sister. Somebody y'all laughing because you know what I'm talking about already. Y'all already know where I'm going. But, but anyway, she was in a choir rehearsal uh, in the building over at Rhythm and Plaza. And, and she kept telling, that boy kept on moving. I guess he was about maybe 12, 13, something like that. And he just, and he, he wouldn't listen to her. She was in the choir saying, but that boy was acting up out in, out in that, doing choir rehearsal now. It wasn't even regular, regular, rehearsal, regular church service. And so she, that boy looked at her she said, wait a minute. She, she, <laughs> I, she was old. I mean, she was about another 60. She, she came down the stairs. Come here. <laughs> you the sex down. <laughs> Sit down. Ooh, I feel so sorry for that boy. She wore him out. She wore him out. I don't think that boy ever stood up again. Now, those days are gone. People call CPS on you from the church. I'm tired of folks trying to tell me what to do with my child. If, if I'm not abusing my child, I have the, if my child eating at my house, in my, sleeping in my bed, eating food that they didn't buy for, buy, and everything else I can't call, they better do what I say. If they can't do what I say, then, then it's time to not spare the rod, to use the rod. Yeah. Do I have a witness in here? Yeah. That's what the fatty tissue on the backside is for. <laughs> now, never discipline a child when you're angry. Never do that. Never, and never go beyond what's warranted. You be led by the Holy Spirit is to correct behavior, not to wipe them out. <laughs> Some of y'all say, I kill you, and you're really trying to kill them. <laughs> okay? All right. And then sometimes the child will mess up and they get caught red-handed. You know, sometimes you have a little mercy. You know what? I should have got you good, but I'm not going to bother you this time. That, that, that's called mercy. They, 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 you know, it's called mercy. You give, them, you give them some grace. But now don't play on my grace. I hope you learn from it. And listen, tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. And God will have your backing when you tell the truth. Now you're lying and you're trying to cover this lie and then you forget the lie you told three weeks ago. All you're doing is compounding your issues with God and those who are in authority over your life. Be sure your sins will find you out. God knows how to humiliate us. He knows how to, he knows how to, God, 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 God can take things from us at a moment's notice. And he knows how to hold back the hand of blessing.
to humble us. But don't let that be. Do all of your lessons have to be hard learned? Let me say this too, by the way. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When we look at television, we see people that are in awful situations that they've brought on themselves, don't we? We see people in, uh, there are people, I don't want to call names, but celebrities and other people. And I look at them, I say, man, when I look at the, the situation, and there's some names I just want to call now, but I won't do it. And I see them in those situations. My, I don't say, you know where they got that? How could they have done that? And how do they do that? And boy, they, that's sick, and that's this, and that's that. And you, you know, you're thinking them down, and you upset because you thought so much of them, but they fail. But you know what? I say, Lord, have mercy on them. And Lord, let me not go that way. And you know what I always ask myself when I see somebody else fall in humiliation? I say, instead of running them down and gossiping them down, I, I say, and here's what you ought to do. Lord, what do you want me to learn from their failure? What are you teaching me through this? How can I grow through this? And then earnestly pray for that person, whomever, whoever they are. Whoever they are. You don't have to know them. I don't care what, what degree the sin is. They're still made in the creation of God. Ask God to save them through this. Maybe God permitted that to happen so they can find Christ. Say, Lord, save them in the midst of this. And all God's children said, Amen. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.